What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Amar Abreu Show. This is Amar Abreu. Today we have Patrick. Patrick, may you remind me of your last name? Uh, Uyghur. Uyghur. So we have Patrick Uyghur here in the house. He's the founder of, let me make sure I pronounce this right, Corsair Streetwear Clothing Brand. Yep. Gotcha. Corsair awesome. Streetwear. Awesome. Uh, so uh, Patrick started this clothing brand, I believe, a year ago? Yeah, about a year ago. Maybe a little month longer. There right? you go. There Pretty you much go. a year ago. Right? Awesome, awesome. So uh, today we're gonna be talking about his clothing brand, uh, the message behind it, because it's not just simply um, a clothing brand. It's more than that. So, Patrick, thank you, man, for being here today. Thank you for having me. For sure. So, can you please give me a little bit of a background of who you are, where you come from, um, so that people know more about you? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm here from Central Pennsylvania. Uh, Harrisburg area, a little more backwoods than that, but most people <laughs> don't know where I'm talking about, it, so we'll just go with Harrisburg. Yeah, that works. Um, lived in this area my whole life, but um, my mother is foreign, so she has always really encouraged travel, mm. and um, we've been on tons of trips together, but she really ignited the spark in me to uh, travel, and that's kind of like uh, the most important thing to me in life is to get out there to see how different people live to see the world it's it's so big right yeah i just stay in the same place yeah um so went through some like ups and downs here throughout my life but i've always been kind of in that entrepreneurial spirit uh want to be my own boss at the end of the day nine to fives are great to support yourself but you're not really living until you're Mm. the one in charge um so Throughout my life, I've done things a lot with music and uh, respect to like stage production, management, promotion, um, even performed a few mm, times oh, really? myself yeah, <laughs> in the uh, hip hop rap world. But um, it's always come back to travel and mm. how do I get to keep traveling and keep meeting all these fantastic people every time I do travel. So the idea of creating that message into something physical to support that and to help other people realize that message of how important travel can be, it manifested into this clothing line. And you've kind of been just taking it from there. Dude, I, uh, that's awesome. I'm going to tell you why, because like, you know, usually, uh, especially in this area, I've met so many people and a lot of them like, I've never been outside of like central PA. It I mean, is, it is shocking. Even New York or Washington. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you have been here for 20, 25, 30 years of your life and you have never taken the time to yeah. at least try and see how it looks outside of this area. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just like, yo, now, like, that's not definitely not the life I want to live. Um, definitely want love traveling. Like, mm-hmm. being in an airport, I don't know. If, I mean, I, I love being in airports. Like, it's just a feeling of... Depends on the It airport, depends on right? the airport. There's I'm a lot pretty of experiences. Sure. My, yeah, yeah. My last time in the airport, not so pleasant. It wasn't pleasant. <laughs> but but it's it's the, the idea that I am moving from one place to another. Exactly. It's not the, the airport in itself. Right. But it's just the thought of, like, I am going somewhere else mm-hmm. that I probably never, have never been before. Right. You know what I mean? And if I have been there before... I'm going to be able to see it again. There's a reason why I'm going back. Exactly. So, on your experience, uh, what have you learned while traveling around the world? Uh, And where have you been? um, 
Well, I guess we'll start with where I've been because yeah. my answer to what I've learned from travel is uh, it's kind of like my cure all. You know, yeah, like, yeah. You're sad, go travel. You, you, <laughs> you, you know, you want something new, go travel. You're tired of all your friends, go travel. You know, you want to like really challenge your comfort zone, go travel. Um, but we'll get more into that. Um, as far as places I've been, it's around. 34 to 35 countries right now um i've done a lot more international than i have domestic in the united states Mm -hmm. my thought behind that is i can do that i'm a u.s citizen i can do that whenever yeah for sure who knows how we're going to be politically in the world so take advantage of it while you can uh i've done most of europe western europe uh been to kenya south korea japan a bunch of islands in the Caribbean, New York, or Canada, mm-hmm. Mexico, nowhere in South America yet, but that, that's, Eventually. that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's getting there. So, um, just a lot of different stuff, but I would say like Japan was probably my favorite. Oh yeah. Yeah. I spent three months there. So a little, oh, wow. little bias to that just, <laughs> just from the length of it, but, uh, that was a really good time. Um, as far as like what I've learned from it, it really puts into perspective of how privileged we are here in this country, first mm. off, especially to my trip to Kenya. Uh, one story stands out. We were on our way back from safari. My mother grew up and lived in Kenya. So uh, we were staying with relatives she had there. But we drove past kind of like, I guess you'd call it like a shanty town. It was made up of like tractor trailer beds and, you know, like the, or storage containers, gotcha. basically, tin and what have you. Uh, we walked through there, a lot of souvenirs and stuff to buy, but kind of like, it felt like a community. And the next day when we drove by, it was all gone, like bulldozed down. And I think I was 14 at the time. It was like the first time I realized like that, like I had to ask my mom, I was like, why did they bulldoze it down? It's like, well, they're illegal. Like they can't wow. be there. So wow. the government bulldozed it down. It was like a, a huge shift in my perspective, even as a kid. Mm. to see that so it really made me realize like how privileged we are here in this country in that sense like for the most part people have housing and shelter yeah Yeah. but also the biggest thing i've learned from travel is at the end of the day everybody's the same everybody's looking for affection from one another connection from one another purpose within themselves and a need to be needed. Mm, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what religion, race, background that you come from. I think those are like very primal in all of us. And it doesn't matter where in the world you are, you see it everywhere. That's great. Um, especially because I've seen it myself to a degree. You know, I haven't been to as many countries as you have, but I've definitely been in different places in my life. Um, and, and you're right. Definitely like people are seeking for that Mm -hmm. you know that affection that love that connection which is i believe the philosophy behind courser yeah one of the big Uh, ones so can you talk about more about that like what what courser stands for you and and why do you care so much about this um simply put to make a connection wherever you go um i think that if we're here one time in a, in a finite amount of time. It's important to make real relationships with people 
regardless where you are. Even if you don't get the opportunity to travel the world like I did, you need to make connections with people. We need people to continue to go forward, to progress in society, to progress in ourselves. Um, and I feel social media and technology and stuff is putting a bit of a divide in that. We've kind of lost the face-to-face conversation. <laughs> totally. Or totally. how to have... Uh, separate opinions and still be friends. I have tons of friends all over the place who like, I don't agree with you at all on this, but we're still cool. We'd still hang out all the time. And I feel that screens have kind of put up a divide in that sense. And we're, we're losing it a little bit. I agree. And um, that's why I think the connection is so important. And then when you realize that everybody is the same or looking for those things that, making that connections a lot easier than anything. Can I can I interrupt you really yeah. quick? On that note, uh specifically, nowadays being friendly with people, it's almost like completely weird. You know, like you mm-hmm. reach out to somebody mm-hmm. for anything. Just hey, let's hang out. Hey, let's do this or that. What do you want? What's your agenda? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you exactly. Know, I swear I have no agenda. I just want to connect. Mm-hmm. And so nowadays, like social media, you know, and, and the things that are happening uh, within that, um, it's it's affecting, which I completely, like the face-to-face mm-hmm. interaction. That's why I love podcasting. Yeah. Like, being able to sit down and have a full-on conversation about multiple different topics every week with somebody that either I have known before. Right. Or somebody that I completely have no idea who that who who that is, and realizing like you are open to that connection with mm-hmm. like you didn't know me, I didn't know right, you, but right. yeah, you were like, yeah, bro, that would be great. Yeah, and I was like, wait, that was easier than I thought it was gonna be because usually sometimes it's harder. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I can get that and stuff. I think um I do have a background in physical therapy as well too, so I'm dealing with all different walks of life every day and and they're all in pain and that's like the common connection that brings them there but you have to learn how to deal with different types of people People, in that field like you get some people who you can really joke around with and be yourself and then you get other people who it's got to be all business you're in there and Mm -hmm. do it like you know but like you learn those things the more you put yourself out there and again not to keep going back to travel when you're traveling you don't know anybody you don't have a safety net you're out of your comfort zone. Yeah, you're forced to get into these face-to-face conversations. And it gives you an opportunity to see how those societies or groups of people view our country and how they do things differently. And it gives you a chance to not necessarily be offended, but just to be like, oh, okay, because they live here in a completely different life. And I guess I could see if I was living their way, how I would see exactly. us that way. Yeah, it's And... Back to that, when you're saying, like, you're talking to somebody or even trying to hang out with somebody, they're like, okay, well, what do you want from it? I feel like that's a lot more American mm-hmm. as well, too, um, necessarily than what I've experienced yeah, for overseas. Sure. Um, and maybe that has to do with, like, the distance even just between our populations. Like, we're very spread out as a country compared to a lot of other countries. Yeah, which may probably will make sense on how people view that, like... I don't know you, or mm-hmm. do you want, you know? Like, yeah. 
and and I put myself. It's not like I'm like bitter because I'm definitely not bitter. I completely understand, and I put myself in other people's shoes when it's like uh, you know I don't know you. Like there's many times, bro. Like I've gone to places that I literally don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean around here, mm -hmm. and I just show up and like introduce myself. Hey guys, my name is Amari. Nice to meet you. And mm -hmm. then just like try to find out other people's names. And, yeah. and most of the time, like, because I am the new guy getting into the like circle and like everybody's just skeptical. Like, yeah, the heck is this? Like, it, this doesn't happen commonly. Right. So because it doesn't happen often, then, you know, most times there's some type of like skepticism of mm -hmm. who is this guy. And, and honestly, like I have no shame. <laughs> And so I don't really like carry like whatever, you know, right. I mean, I understand that's so why that's why I approach it in a gracious way where I understand where people come from right. in that aspect. Right. I would say what you're doing there too, even just going to new places introducing, it's pretty courageous. Okay. Yeah. I think most people don't have that courage to just, you know, that, again, that's putting yourself out there outside that comfort zone. And I think people fall really hard into that comfort zone and forget what it's like to it's like back when you were a kid like five years old making friends for the first time you had no clue what you were doing you just went up and started talking and if you vibed you vibed and if not all right cool well, i'll move on to this other kid exactly <laughs> <laughs> it was it was easier yeah and and uh it's so like i can't go about life and realize like wait i have the same friends like since I was uh, like, there's nothing wrong with having long, no, like, no. long, you know, time friends. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, if you can manage that, that that's that. great. Yeah. But also being able to have the ability to create new friends, to create new mm -hmm. connections. You yeah. know, taking the time to say, "Hey, let's go out for a coffee." Hey, let's grab dinner. And probably, yeah, I don't know you, but like, I honestly, wanna at least open the door to have that interaction. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then eventually, like, you know, if, if again, if we buy, if we buy, if we, if we don't move yeah. on. And, mm -hmm. like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. But then, again, it's something that I found uh, come on. And I told one person in time, like, honestly, you can put me, like, anywhere in the world. Like, it can be in China. It's not yeah. speak Chinese. I'm going to find a way to communicate. And yeah. I'm going to find a way to, like, make connections. Because, mm -hmm. again, you're right. But that is single-handedly the most important thing in life, who are those around you? Mm -hmm. And how much do they care? Exactly. You know? Yeah. So now moving on, moving on to the, um, the clothing brand, you are using, and I, and I hope using is the right word, this channel to be able to spread a message mm -hmm. and also be able to support something that you're passionate about, which is traveling. Yes. How hard has it been to use this channel for that purpose? The um, to spread the message. Well, that, spread the message and, and also like support. So it's definitely been easier to spread the message because that's just part of the clothing brand in itself. So anytime I'm out and talking to new people, it comes up, and you know, we get into a deeper conversation about it. As far as supporting myself, it's only a year deep. So right now that is not enough to support myself i'm still working as a pta um, mm -hmm. to pay for all my bills and to fund this as well too but i 
sum that up to I've never worked in the clothing industry before. So. <laughs> I know that feeling because we have like totally yeah, friends as well. Yeah, yeah. I like that design a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so that's awesome. yeah. So that's why I yeah. I totally get it. Right. So you know, so everything is everything is new right now. So I'm not worried about that aspect of it. I'm enjoying the nuance of everything and learning something new and. I'm just going to take my time with it. Yeah. And when it picks up, I feel like it's a timeless message. That's not going to go anywhere. I think the people I have helping me out and just reiterate the message itself, like this logo mm-hmm. wouldn't exist if I, if I didn't go to Japan, the guy, mm. who des- the guy who I designed this, I met in Japan. No so, way. Yeah. So That's awesome. like, you know, um, just in that aspect in itself is like, I'm not overly worried about, the supporting myself right now, I know it'll get there eventually. The getting the message out there, I think, is is more important because the world really needs that more yeah. than I need a vacation. <laughs> no, I, I I totally agree, uh, and I understand your kind of like feeling about it because it, it's a really tricky and competitive industry. Mm, yeah, you know, like I I I understand, you know, because we have one in. Personally, if I'm honest to you, like, and I, and I'm super open about it. Yeah, I have a clothing brand, yet, um, I am not passionate about clothing at all myself, and and I say to people, to be honest, like something that I realized over the years of my life is that the reason I'm not passionate about clothing goes deeper in the sense that it's because I am what people call a minimalist. Like mm. I don't. I don't keep stuff. I don't keep it simple. Yeah, I keep it simple. Yep. Like I don't want to have too many things. Just the essentials yes. to an extent. You know, it's not like I want like nice house or car or whatever. But right. it's not, I don't need ten cars. I don't need ten houses. Right. You know, unless it's an investment. Yes. Well, then yeah. it's different. <laughs> <laughs> then we're talking about something That's else. Different. But That's but it's different. not just for the the purpose of just yeah. having. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say I'm not he, like you could quiz me on fashion people right now, and I bet you I failed. <laughs> right. I um the the most interesting person to me, and that's just from the research I've done, is Louis Vuitton, and that's more of his backstory than what he's done in the fashion. Exactly. Yeah. You know. So um, but I, I'm the same. I like to look a certain way and feel confident in the way I dress and stuff. But I don't have necessarily a huge background in it either. But again, like I was saying. I'm using it more as merchandise to mm-hmm. push the culture and the community. And, you know, if it, if it goes up from there, if it stays away into something different, I'm totally open okay. to that as well, too. I just want to keep pushing the message. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think merchandise in itself, it's a great way to uh, push a message. Like, actually, our brand is um, Impera, which means... Uh, victory or conquering in mm. Latin. Well, awesome. So there's a meaning behind it. Sure. You know, the, the logo in itself is that idea of conquering. Yeah. Is there uh, a religious context to it? I've seen a lot of crosses. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is actually. And, okay. and it's interesting how you point that out because uh, there's the, the the Christian aspect of okay. the clothing brand in itself. Although I don't push necessarily the like people to, you know, look that route because it's more a generic, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to make it, you know, a religious brand or right, anything like sure. that. Uh, but yet, yeah, yeah. Like it's 
Yeah. It's coming from for my personal beliefs and like yeah. my family's beliefs, but that's fine. We you want that put for everybody. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, and but I want everybody to 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 feel identified. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you come from, mm-hmm. you know, your background, country, religion, whatever that is. Right. Um, I want you to feel identified with the message in itself, which is being able to accomplish any dream goal that you may have in life. So. <clears throat> Now, I can see that one of the things that you have done pretty well is getting, like, models. Uh, and especially, like, I really like the, the first photo uh, on the website, at least the one that comes up, which is, like, the couple kissing. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So tell me about that. Okay. Uh, that photo was awesome, actually. Again, wouldn't happen if I didn't go to Japan. <laughs> um, so the girl in that picture, her name is Henam, and I met her in Japan when I went there the first time yeah. at a hostel. And at this hostel, I had created, uh, I shouldn't say created, I had found myself in a group of probably 10 people from all over the globe. And mm-hmm. we happened to be at that hostel for the same time for about a week. So nice. we just all did things together. We would often go out to eat together and, and party and have a good time mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Um, I really make the effort to stay in contact with people I meet on my travels because we can now. It's so much easier yeah, than exactly. sending a letter by boat and three months later, <laughs> hopefully you get it and that person hasn't died. Um, but I, she is from Toronto. So I was up there to visit another friend that I met in Portugal, but um, she wasn't doing anything that night and she had brought her uh, boyfriend over and we had a really nice view of the skyline. So I was like, this is a perfect place. Take some pictures of you. Real waste opportunity to move in. So just just recatching up with people you meet on trips it was a really cool experience yeah and and like so this was taken in japan uh no the the main the picture you're seeing on the website was taken uh, at an airbnb in toronto in Tor- oh, toronto you, you said it yeah yeah so yeah. wow it's a it is a great picture yeah like honestly like, you took the right and, and the message you know, exactly love like it's right there mm-hmm. um which is something that uh like find a connection whatever you go I really like that, you know, like you put that from the start, telling people, hey, uh, this is what I'm about. Like, this is why this is what this brand is about, which is also something that I see here that you don't necessarily um, put yourself as one of the models. You put other people. Right. I mean, you know, sometimes you have no option. (laughs) You got to do it. But um, I do. Uh, Again, it goes to getting out of your comfort zone i'm just going up to random people sometimes i'm like hey i think you like look really good like i very rarely do that i try (laughs) try to keep it very organic yeah yeah, at first too like it more just comes up in the conversation if i've been talking for somebody for a while i'm like hey this is like gonna be random and awkward but like i gotta like would you mind modeling for my clothing line? And a lot of times people are like, I've never modeled before. And I'm like, <laughs> I've never really taken pictures before. So we're in this together. It works. Yeah. So I'm, and you just take a ton of pictures until you get like one or two good ones, you know, mm-hmm. but it's cool to watch people get more comfortable in front of the camera as well too. Cause they're also stepping outside of their comfort zone at yeah. that, that moment as well. So you're, you're actually making a deeper connection, you know. Yeah. I I could probably go through if we went through all the photos. I could tell you like, didn't meet him before that day. Didn't meet him <laughs> before that day. You know, like stuff like that. So yeah, it, it's it's a lot of just putting yourself out there, and you're gonna get rejected. People are gonna say no, 
Some people will be nasty, but for the most part, you know, you just get it's like just no thank you, and then again, you move on. You ask the next one. Honestly, like it's just part of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I tell you that I say that because again, like I have to find guys for podcasting all the time. Mm-hmm. I said a friend of mine actually texted me like, "I don't know how you find so many people." <laughs> I'm like, because I, I am endlessly seeking for new guests. Exactly. And uh, it's not every time, every single person that I ask that say yes. Sometimes it takes months before I even am able to get a reply from somebody. Yeah. And by the time they reply, it's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, don't really want to do that or whatever. And there's, there's other people who are great and are like, yeah, that would be awesome. Like, thank you. You know, thank you for having me. And, and most of the time it's a I mean, it, it's a compliment in itself, like saying to somebody, hey, I want to interview, interview you because I believe you're doing something good yeah. for your community, whether it's local or international like mm-hmm. yours. Now, obviously, the pictures that I see on your Instagram, they are from different places, I guess, around the United States and the world. Yes. I will imagine. Yeah, I have um, mostly <clears throat> Europe and the United States. Uh, some Canada and a few, well, not on my main page, but a few that are tagged. And mm-hmm. I like other people go different places and, and take pictures with, but mainly Europe and the United States. What advice would you give someone who wants to start a clothing brand? Um, first, establish your message. If mm. you don't have a message, you're just another fast fashion, and it's it might catch on, but it's eventually not gonna last. I mean, even the big ones like Bape and Supreme, they have. You can find it if you're looking for it, you know. Um, that, I would think, is the biggest thing. Because people don't buy logically. Everybody who's ever made a purchase, it's mostly emotional. So if you can get a message that connects to people, then you're already a big step ahead. And be ready for a lot of setbacks. You know, any entrepreneur knows that. But especially in the fashion world. You're going to run into times when you want a certain shirt, but they're out of your stock. And like, I've been waiting for this, this shirt to come back into stock for six months. It's still not in stock. So you got to adapt. You got to, I had to go with different designs, different colors, like be creative, think outside the box. Um, again, like on the models, you know, put yourself out there. You never know who's going to help you or who's going to help with your next break. That's totally true. And I, yeah. Uh... I tell people like actually, so I went. I go to high uh, high schools and elementary schools and middle schools in this area mm-hmm. uh, to talk to the kids about uh, you know starting your own business and stuff. And I went to this high school once, where this kid was already selling clothing, Supreme and like buying and reselling mm, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, dude. Um, I really like your spirit of like you know selling stuff. Like that's great. Now. What is stopping you from creating your own clothing brand? Mm-hmm. Like, if you create your own clothing brand, you're not going to have to buy and resell. Right. You're going to buy your own clothing and sell that clothing mm-hmm. with your own perspective message. Yeah. Nice set. And when you do it also, make sure you have a message yeah. within that clothing brand because otherwise, you're, it's just going to be a shirt. Yep. There's not going to be something special yeah. about it. Man, this kid like took the advice and like started his own clothing brand uh, with a great name. Is like, the name of the clothing brand is Ensume. Ensume. 
Nesumi, which is uh, a translation for a Romanian word that means myself, mm. which is like he wants to portray the idea of identity, knowing mm. who you are. Yeah, I like that. It, it's amazing, man. It, it has grown amazingly. And I'm like, the heck? <laughs> I mean, he's doing better than us with our clan. And I'm like, yo, I applaud you. Like, mm -hmm. I am so happy and proud yeah. that you actually took the advice and did something about it. Yeah. And he was already in it. Like, he's passionate about culinary and fashion. So, like, it was natural to him. Mm -hmm. So, he had the knowledge behind it. But also, you know, your other advice that I really like is um, setbacks. And specifically, every entrepreneur knows that. I, I interviewed uh, Michael Waves. Mm -hmm. Um I think like two weeks ago, and uh, we were talking about that, you know. So in your your own experience now, going from the clothing brand to entrepreneurship, what would be your advice for a upcoming entrepreneur, somebody who wants to start a business or, you know, do something in their lives outside of the nine to five? Mm -hmm. um, what would you say to them? Um, you're gonna have to be ready to sacrifice things you didn't think you were gonna have to sacrifice. A lot of it being time or time with people and um, hours of learning new things that you never thought you were going to have to learn, but like you need to. Otherwise, you know, you got to pay somebody else to do it. And when you're being an entrepreneur, saving any, every penny counts. So, <laughs> you know, um, it's a lot of that. And you got to find ways to motivate yourself, too, because there are definitely going to be the days where you're just like, I'm not going to do it today. And they happen. They do happen. You like end up playing video games or going hanging out with your friends at a party instead when you should have been planning out something or doing a little bit more research or whatever. It's, it's a balance, but there's always going to be those days that you just don't succeed and, you know, your human side gets the better of you. But that's part of being human, right? So you just, I... You talk that like setbacks or whatever. I love so many different um, philosophies. Like the Japanese have a phrase that says like, "fall down seven times, get up eight, You know, like or awesome. Um, life's not defined about uh, when you get knocked down. It's like how long you stay down, right? You know, mm. eventually you got to get back up. So it it is gonna it's gonna be tough. Like then I'm tired of people painting it pretty. Because it's not. It's definitely not pretty, man. And uh, I, you said so many good things that I want to just like touch on. But like one of them is <clears throat> learning. There's so much that it's learned when you're an entrepreneur that you mm -hmm. wouldn't learn otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, for example, <clears throat> one of them is realizing that business is probably one of the most generic words that you will ever hear in your life because it's just so generic. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I say, when you know, when, when I talk to people like, yeah, I have a business, I specifically say, I have a business that it's focused on mm -hmm. this specific right. service or product. And also understanding that business has many aspects to it. Mm -hmm. public, public relations, accounting, marketing selling like mm -hmm. the legal aspect logistic there's so yeah. much that goes into that like what you yeah. were saying yeah. you can either pay somebody else or go the usual route mm. do it yourself but what happens when you have no knowledge of that specific thing that you're supposed to do? Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like for example i do marketing for businesses mm -hmm. right 
um, nobody tells you that when you're going to start selling a service that you have to have a sales process. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hear it, but theory versus reality. Right. Totally different. So, you know, I, I, I just say, hey, if you're going to start a business first, realize like there's going to be really bad days. Mm-hmm. So there's moments that you're going to be like, why am, why am I even doing this? Exactly. <laughs> Has that happened to you? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Like, um, and the silliest thing can take you there as well, too. Uh, yeah. I was on a trip out uh, west. Uh, I landed in San Francisco and with some friends. We took a van the whole way to Las Vegas. And then from there, I was to fly to see another friend in Denver. But in Vegas, I lost my cell phone. Uh. So... I spent a whole week in Denver without a cell phone, and then it took me, like, a week or two to get a cell phone once I got back home. And so, like, that kind of, like, set me back, but also somewhat down, uh, like, a bit of a mental spiral as mm-hmm. well, too. So it took me a while to, like, dig myself out of it. But there was plenty of times even in that. I was just like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And But that's, you know, whatever. Anything worthwhile, you're going to ask yourself that at some point, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, because it's so, like you said, simple stuff like that that mm-hmm. adds up. Yeah, just, like, oh, just buy a new phone, right? Move on, get over it. But, <laughs> but it took me a while to dig myself out of there. Yeah. Which is also one of the things that it's not really spoken of when you're like, have a business, is the mental side of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not so, you know, robotic or as, you know, simple as people think it is. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you have a business, that's it. Like, there's a lot of frustrations, and especially when you're dealing with other people all the time. Yeah. Different characters, different yes. personalities, different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Trying to get to an agreement on any specific subject. Like, even, you know, for example, shipping. You have to go somewhere to ship your items, or somebody has to come and pick them up at your house if you right. have somebody coming. Like, still, what if that person is late? Yeah. Or maybe they didn't show up that day. Yeah. You know, like, there's these little things that you're like, man, like, yeah. it's just frustrating. I don't think they also touch enough on how much your personal life is going to end up merging and bleaching. And <laughs> just, like, like, I don't even know if personal life exists anymore, <laughs> honestly. It's just, like, I'm with my friends or, or my girlfriend and, like, I'm, like, doing some social media promotion. And I'm like, I'm sorry, just give me five minutes and, and I'll be there. Tell, tell me what you were saying again because I didn't hear a word. <laughs> you know, like, you know. But, like, you just you have to find, like, minutes in the day to get things done. So I feel like there's that aspect that, you know, it's not a nine-to-five job. It, it's You don't clock in and, and there's no clock out. There definitely isn't a clock out. Um, so I think people miss that as well, too. But, you know, the goal is eventually get yourself set up enough where you, you can at least take a little bit more of breathers in between. Yeah, it's like a flow. Mm-hmm. Like, you flow into moments of, like, all right, I'm interacting with you, that's it. But there's another moment, like, all right, I have to send this email or reply to this customer mm-hmm. or this or that. And so trying to uh, flow through those different interactions is what, like, at the end, you learn how to, you know, approach specific mm-hmm. situations. Yet, though, <clears throat> doesn't mean that there's going to be points that you're going to be either misunderstood or criticized mm-hmm. uh, because not everybody's going to really understand, like, why you even care about this that much. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how many times you see a successful story of another entrepreneur. Yeah. 
It's different when you're the one like actually living that reality. Going through it, yeah. Oh, um, for future entrepreneurs, be ready to get your hardest criticism from the people you care most about. That's yeah. it. <laughs> That's it. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> yeah, you're man. gonna get hit hard in the face with some stuff you didn't expect, and um, you just gotta like swallow it and realize that you were asking for an opinion, and if you believe in something. Keep going forward with it, because it's what like I don't know if you listen to Gary Vanderchuk. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, and he's my said, guy. He says like you gotta be like you gotta love getting punched in the face, basically. Yeah. And sometimes the people who care about the most are gonna punch you the hardest because yeah. you don't. You, you're expecting their support, and when that rug gets pulled from underneath you, that fall hurts. Totally. The, yeah. Totally. Like especially like again close relationships, people that you care the most for. You know even. It, you know romantic relationships like it's just all of your relationships mm -hmm. get affected by mm -hmm. it you know i've had friends um say you don't hang out with us anymore it's not that i don't want to right and i say like i have a lot going on in my head yeah. and and you know if i had said hey let's hang out and it didn't happen i'm genuinely sorry yeah but there's so much going in here yeah that at some point, it's just gonna like escape my way. Yeah, you know what I mean. And mm -hmm. so, and and you know, your own personal uh, relationship, even with your spouse or girlfriend or whatever, boyfriend, whoever, yeah. like it's gonna be affected because of um, you trying to push for a vision that nobody else mm -hmm. is pushing you. Like, have you ever watched that picture uh, or seen that picture on Instagram of like a dog with like biting his own uh, leash and walking himself. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. basically... It's, it's a strong image right there. Yeah. It's basically what an entrepreneur is. Mm -hmm. You are... You have your own leash and nobody's motivating you necessarily. Right. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's saying... Thank you. This is really, really it's good. so good. Um, nobody's necessarily saying, like... <clears throat> Hey, do this, or you have, remember, you have to... Hey, yeah, there literally is nobody there. If you forget something, it's on you. Exactly. And that's like, um, that's something I struggled as a kid. So, I mean, I tend to find myself doing things that I know I'm weak at to get stronger. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's... It's, it's a little um, self-destructive sometimes, but I feel like I've changed a lot because of that process. And again, it goes back to travel, just put, putting yourself outside of comfort zones. And stuff like it's almost gotten to the point where when I'm traveling, it's easier to talk to people I've never met in my life than it is coming home and talking to friends I've known for five years. Yeah, yeah, no, I, and and I, I get you in that sense because like, there's some type of thrill that I probably you get. I know I get it when I meet somebody that I have never met before and mm -hmm. have a conversation, and sometimes even deeper and more meaningful conversations. Mm -hmm. Than with those that you may already know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because those who know you already become familiar with you and vice versa. You mm -hmm. become familiar with them, which I feel like shouldn't happen, but still happens. And, you know, being intentional even of like saying, you know what, like, I'm going to dedicate this time and really know, you know, what are you up to? Mm -hmm. Are you okay? Mm -hmm. Like separating time. And one of the tricks that <clears throat> maybe this is going to help you. I don't know if you do it already, but like outside of my work schedule and my school schedule, I have my own schedule mm -hmm. that I've created to do a specific stuff. Yeah. So like, let's say Monday is, is podcast day. Uh -huh. Every Monday, there's a podcast. And every 
you know, Friday, I have it to hang out with somebody. Mm -hmm. I make the intentional time <clears throat> to separate that space to be with someone. That's pretty smart. Like, and that, that really helps. Adapt that. Yeah, no, Pick honestly, like, it helps. And I can tell you that, like, I've seen a complete change in my life just by intentionally separating time for specific stuff. That makes sense. I mean, if you're going to schedule your work and, and all that stuff, why not schedule your personal life a little bit? I like that spontaneous, but you, if you leave a block, you can still be very spontaneous. Yeah, yeah. Block. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm honestly, and that's the thing with me. Like, I, I am, my personality tends to be more directed towards being spontaneous. Mm -hmm. And while there's a lot of benefit to that, also, you know, being like I've realized the importance of like being intentional about your time mm -hmm. and how that can help you increase your productivity right. in so many ways. Um, and so, you know, you can still be spontaneous within organization or structuring a way. You just don't have to make it really right. Stick, you right. Know? right. Yeah. Um, being you know nice to yourself in that aspect. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, obviously we have talked about your your message within the clothing brand, but um, I want to know where do you see this in the next like five years? Well, hopefully in five years it is supporting myself that I can at least be traveling within this business or company itself to keep promoting the message. Not necessarily traveling for pleasure, but mm -hmm. in the sense that it's supporting itself to do what it was meant to do. Um, and then another aspect to this business is I believe in giving back, um, charity or stewardship, whatever you do. Um, that's why I work in physical therapy as well, too. I think it's a good way to give back. You're, you're helping people who are in need, getting them back to a level of function they weren't currently at. Um, but my clothing line also right now is partnered up with a um, non-profit in Jamaica called For You. That's awesome. Yeah, Friends of Our Redeemer United, and they provide services for Jamaicans who have suffered from strokes. So these are people who would have to, like, crawl a few hundred feet to get to an outhouse just to go to the bathroom wow. because they don't have function in their legs anymore or they've they've had too many strokes and stuff. So this company or organization um, sets up camps and has a facility that people can get free treatment and awesome. you know, get back to, again, that, that life that they had before the stroke. So, uh, again, I just think that that's part of it as well, too. So I'd like to see the company involved with more organizations or at least having a more powerful impact and um you know the usually the last question i ask people is you know if you could go back in time and give yourself a piece of advice what would you say to yourself and that could be any time in your life what would you say it wouldn't matter um it wouldn't matter when i went back <laughs> um i think i'd go back and kind of just look at myself and be like stop being stupid you know you're gonna mess up regardless but it all works out in the mm. end. that's awesome like knowing and understanding that yeah. like you're gonna make mistakes yeah. stop freaking out over the little things because yeah. they're all real little in the grand scheme of stuff yeah i um i've been reading this book called the social animal and it's about like connection and all that stuff but one of the things that they share in that book is I think it's after 35 years old or something like that. Um, 
that you begin to care less about those little things that used to affect you. Mm. Like the level of stress that you used to, like mo people with the higher stress are between 18 to 35 years old. Mm -hmm. After that, your stress levels go down usually um, because you don't pay attention too much anymore to, yeah. you know, what people think about you and yeah, like just a bunch of stuff that you used to worry, you know. That's interesting. I think maybe just hypothesizing that probably has to do with at that age, your social circles are pretty solid, like what they're going to be mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. at that point which is pretty crazy right like it's only a third of your life and you're already like boom like these are who you're gonna spend the rest of your lives with or like no or hopefully exactly you know so uh, unless you travel, unless you travel. <laughs> totally and and that that's the key point like how do you break that mentality that all right like, i'm 35 and now this is my life and i'm settled down mm -hmm. um which is such a like <clears throat> cliche phrase like oh you're settled down like right you know what does that even mean yeah How, it you, almost makes it sound like you gave up on everything and you're just accepting it but yeah i don't, I don't necessarily believe it so i think settle down or more like find your path you know yeah like find find like i think at 35 you should kind of have at least a direction of knowing where you're going or what you want to do yeah not necessarily you gotta have a 10-year plan at that point <laughs> but like you should at least kind of know like what things interest you, what you're good at, what you could see yourself doing every day, regardless if you got paid or not. Yeah, like you then you find, you know, your identity. Mm -hmm. Who who are you and, and what you care for? Which is like a huge issue now that like today's society because there's so much like comparing ourselves to other people and uh, trying to understand that. Yeah. Man, doesn't social media make that even tough? <laughs> and yeah, definitely. Like that's and that's what it's magnifying mm -hmm. that specific problem um you know like and especially the younger generation who are exposed even in a younger age to mm -hmm. this type of yeah. like younger people are the more depressed now that they have ever been before mm -hmm. in society i think that is a lot to do with just how much we're exposed to on mm -hmm. our phones now and seeing people their same age being super famous off of just social media or you know like that that's that's where they're getting their influence from like the the teenagers like you kind of stop listening to what your parents are saying and you're focused more on what your peers are doing and stuff so instead of having maybe the hundred peers you did in high school now you have like what a hundred million or a hundred thousand mm -hmm. like that that you're looking at and mm -hmm. getting influence from and stuff like that so i think a lot of people are just lost in the sense that they think that they need to know what they're doing right now. And if that they don't, then why are they here? Like, you know, so I don't know, maybe existentialism is reaching a higher level, yeah. level of consciousness and the social media is kind of just a negative filter almost to like figuring out who you really are yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I, and I usually tell people, look, uh, you know, what you see on social media, the, the the people who are famous, quote unquote, in a younger age or achieve that type of success, mm -hmm. there's a lot that goes into that. Like, it's not it's not like simply you know something that like oh they're better than me. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it it goes beyond that. Like you know how much work or also being play being in the right place in the yeah, right time. Time time is huge in that. I think like. 
honestly, dude, like, it's just one of those, like, I had a, I had a friend who actually had a clothing brand, and he doesn't have it anymore, but, like, in his first year, he made, like, 60K, you know, from mm-hmm. the clothing brand, because he partnered with, like, an influencer. He didn't know how to manage that. Second year, he made 30K. Third year, the business was gone. They, they just didn't know what to do right. with the whole thing. And, and um, you know, there's so many stories where, like, people who have gained some type of success don't really know even how to manage that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just crazy how people get depressed over this type of stuff. And yeah. it's like, bro, like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. No. Yeah, and you can even look at it uh, in sports. Like, how many stories have you heard of pro athletes who, like, 10 years after they're done playing, they're, like, broke? And in bankruptcy because they didn't know how to manage that wealth or they were spending too much money on their entourage or what mm-hmm. have you. Like mm-hmm. even the people who would have the resources to the best people in the world to help them manage that money or know what to do, they they end up falling down as well too. Mm-hmm. So like it's a double edged sword. And I don't think people see that that second edge to it. Yeah, definitely not. And how lonely it can be also mm-hmm. to be in such a state of success, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Um, because again, like, how can, how do you know if somebody's really your friend or just trying mm-hmm. to get something out of the whole thing, which, yeah. you know, it's not like a healthy way of thinking, but it's just simply like, it can be lonely at some point. Sure. You know, but honestly, dude, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I had a great time here, man. How can people find you? Uh, or, you know, everything that you're doing? Uh, we have an official website, www.corsairstreetwear.com. That's K-O-R-S-A-I-R, streetwear. Uh, we also have an Instagram, Corsair Streetwear. Facebook is Corsair Streetwear as well. Or you can find us on Twitter at Corsair No Love. That's K-N-O-W. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Awesome. So there you go. There you go, guys. Um, please uh, make sure that you check out um, Patrick's uh, website and his um, clothing and everything that he's doing. Uh, and I'll make sure that I'll put a link in the description to all his social media and website as well. So thank you, guys. I'll see you until, until next time. Peace.